To the third episode of the Compound Podcast, coming to you live from the Compound. We have a wonderful episode for you today. Uh, John Shambi comes on and joins the Compound. Uh, ESPN analyst. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic interview. Great interview. A lot of insight. Yeah, definitely a side of them. You don't get to see too much on ESPN. So we're gonna. It's a it's a long interview, so we're gonna try to make our, our part quick. We're gonna jump into best and worst. Uh, and then we'll go MVP of the house before the interview. So, Zach, why don't you start us off with your uh, worst and best? The worst part, um, I'm staying in bed a little bit longer than I expected this morning. Um, Try to be a little bit more productive, and it didn't happen. Um, best part was having a good competitive day, 2-0 on the day in respect to All sports. All right, Nico. Nico, what was your uh... – <laughs> My worst part of the day, which is usually my worst part of the day, actually, is the two hours plus that you guys play nine holes and I sit at the kitchen table and wait until you come home. <laughs> and then, which we tell him to come every time and he just won't. Yeah, I'm, I'm over. I've retired. He actually ordered golf clubs and un- and then unordered them <laughs> because he was so fed up with the game. It's a tough sport. Lots of respect for golfers. Now, um, the best part of my day is actually pretty exciting. I don't know if you guys heard about the app Cameo, but I just got on there and. I'm going to... No free ads. No free ads right now? No free ads. Well, that's good because it's going to be going to uh, a charity of my choice in Chicago that I'll uh, put out tomorrow and just excited to hopefully spread some positivity in a time that doesn't have a ton. Let's go. I I retract my no free ads. Yes, free ad. We're allowing it. Yes. But you just dropped on us. We had no prior knowledge of that. Fresh news. That's awesome. Fresh news. Dakota? Dakota needs called on for his worst and best. Dakota, what's your worst and best? Um, the worst part of my day-to-day would probably be the fact that me and Ian the last two days have won zero holes in 18. We have lost two of 18, pushed on 16 of them, and we're 0-2. Just so just, but we're not worried. Nobody's panicking. Oh, it's the way they oh could be you know? <laughs> I couldn't be less worried. That's the sad part. Um, and the best part of my day would probably be uh, finding a good way to get a solid workout in this morning. Uh, got my work in, uh, lifted, threw a little bit, and uh, feeling good. Fantastic. Ian, over to you. Uh, the worst part of my day was after my breakfast at uh, around 9, 930. Uh, I didn't eat until dinner. And we, uh, could, we could tell. Did you exercise at all? Maybe some. Yeah, and, and killed myself on the tennis court with the longest match of all time. So would you say the worst part is your attitude throughout the day then? No, nope. I, nope. I think we would say that. No. Yep. Did not feel bad at all about my attitude. Poor. I felt my body oh my God. felt bad poor attitude. about how it had been treated today. The best part of my day is uh, opening a bottle of wine and getting to sip on some vino. Because it's been a few days. It has been. And uh, I'm having a good time with that. Awesome. Uh so MVP of the house today. It's got to go to Nico. Uh, no real contest. Nico hit the double dishwasher unload. Weird brag. We have Just two throw dishwashers. out we have two dishwashers here. 
Oops. We won't okay. tell you what brand. No free ads. No. But uh, but he unloaded both dishwashers, uh, which is huge because that is you know the loading of the dishwasher and unloading is not easy. Also, Nico made uh, a protein shake for the entire house after uh, the workout this morning on the yard. So that was uh, another another big positive. I think very tough. Very yeah, tough. Runaway uh, MVP. Easy choice. Let's go to the interview. This is John Shambi. Boog. Um, hope you guys enjoy. Joining us on episode three, we have John Shambi. John, thanks for coming on the podcast. Absolutely, my pleasure. It's good to uh, good to be with you here in uh, here in New York City. We're happy to have you. Uh, Dakota's going to start with the first uh, first question for you. So, John, um, obviously watching a lot of Sunday Night Baseball and a lot of ESPN games, we've kind of heard the nickname Boog, and yeah. we were just kind of curious as to where you got that nickname from. I was just out of college, and I was working at a radio station. There was a guy who was a big Orioles fan, and I was training as a producer. And I walked in, and my mailbox that day said John Chomby on it, and the day after, taped over it, it said Boog Powell. And if you look, Boog Powell, <laughs> big husky redheaded guy, um, I mean, like, if you, you know, you know what a Russian nesting doll is like, you know, where you like open up the doll and it's a smaller one and then it's small. I mean, I'm like, I mean, I'm not a small guy and I'm like two down from Boog Pal. He, he makes me look like an hors d'oeuvre. So, <laughs> Just a massive human. He's massive and the sweetest guy on the planet. And I got to meet him when I first started broadcasting in the big leagues, because he's got a barbecue stand over the right field wall, Boog's barbecue could not be nicer. So just, yeah, big burly redheaded guys. And uh, that was it. And it stuck working it at that point. I was not a big league broadcaster in 93, 94, but working in baseball, meeting scouts, meeting baseball people, I would say it's a nickname that served me because, you know, people associate it with, Boog Powell and uh, yeah, I, I don't introduce myself that way because I don't feel like explaining, you know, a what or you know, and especially not to women like Boog. So I, you know, <laughs> that probably doesn't go over too well for no. you. So it was Boog cool with you uh, getting that nickname. So it's funny when I when I met him for the first time, I kind of stumbled and stammered. But my first broadcasting stint was in South Florida at the All Sports Station, and Boog Powell was from Key West. So I, I said, you know, my name's John Chomby. I actually, I kind of stole your nickname and I like had my head down sort of, you know, embarrassed, whatever. He's like, oh, I know who you are. Absolutely. I've listened to you. It was such a thrill. He couldn't have been, he could not have been nicer about it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So obviously right now with everything's going on, um, us here at the compound, we're kind of trying to do anything to stay busy, doing crazy things to be competitive and trying to make it, you know, game-like you could say, but, what in God's name are you doing right now? Are you, you yeah, know, like right. watching like games on mute and calling them or what? It's so it's funny, right? Like there's a part of me that because it's you guys, there's a part of me that wants, you know, to to have someone, you know, hitting you ground balls and like I could call like you and Nico turning a double play or something. You know what I mean? like, that's the first thing in my head. Um I'm bored out of my mind. I, I'm just I'm bored. I'm also look, I'm in New York City. You can't do anything right now. I can't right. do anything. I'm, I'm, you know, you kind of vacillate between 
bored and sluggish and yeah, a little bit scared. I, I go out usually a couple of times a day for a walk and slash errands, but I'm trying to be careful here. And I have parents who are in their 70s and I'm checking on them, but I can't see them. My brother lives about 10 blocks from me. So I'll go see him, but you know, we stand the six, seven feet apart and right. it's, it's been challenging. I think the, the, the biggest thing is, look, I'm a prep, you know, a preparation dork, right? But, <laughs> but it's hard when the news stops. So like here, you want to know one of the things I'm doing? I'm legitimately going back through scorecards from like 2016 and 17 to see if there's like, I mean, you know, if there's 200 games there to see if there's like 10 good notes that I might've forgotten that like I could go ask a player about, I mean, that's where we are. Right, so. but I mean, that, that's like interesting though, you know, like obviously it's an awful situation we're in, but like right. we're doing things like, I mean, I'm probably the worst cook on the face of the earth and I'm making dinner for three guys, you know, yeah. and it's like, it's something I've never done before, you know, and absolutely going back and thinking of questions to talk about with players for you. I mean, it's, Making the best of a bad situation, I guess. Right. We having, we're having some pretty exhilarating tennis, doubles tennis yeah. matches. If you want us to send the footage, you could call those to get some work. Well, the one thing I loved was, I, weren't you guys practicing? The thing I liked was I, I did see a clip of, weren't you guys practicing ground balls using the tennis oh, yeah. machine on the ground? We found we found in the garage, we found this old tennis machine. Thing's incredible. You can change the height, the speed, top spin. Hap, Hap was taking fly balls the other day with it. Yeah. It's, it's been the best part of this house because we can have fun playing tennis and get our baseball work in. I love it. I want to know about the uh, KB, KB Rizzo mic'd up game in spring training. I want to know what you thought of that. I thought it was amazing. I, I, I thought we initially were just going to have Riz on. And then I said, well, let you, let's see if KB would do it and, you know, have him on at the same time. And they were so in, so invested and to get two players of their caliber, you know, those guys are star level players and you really got to see their personalities. I, I had so much fun. That may have been as much fun as I've had, really. And, and I'll tell you, I know this is going to sound weird. You know, you guys play, and if you go three for four, you know you're having a good game. And when I'm, for however you want to define it, broadcasting, and and I know that I'm, I've, you know. You're rolling, when, right. You when, flow, you know, rolling. Yeah. when you're having a good broadcast, you know, whether it's you've, you know, said some, can we curse here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, we said some funny shit and like we're having a good time or I bring up a good dorky point or whatever. Um, you have a little bit of an idea. But in the middle of that one, it's like we're going to commercial and I'm sitting there saying to myself, wow, this is amazing. Anybody I know that anybody watching this is sitting there at home saying this is great. And for me, you know me well enough. I, you know, I just wanted to get out of the way and then where I, I thought I could, I wanted to make them comfortable and then just poke them a little bit, you know, poke KB that he's wearing a different hat. Ask them, do you think I look like the fat kid from Sandlot? Just because <laughs> I know that that's going to roll it in a direction that they're going to take it someplace fun. And lo and behold, KB's like Hamilton Porter. That was my alias this past year. <laughs> and then we get Rossi. I, I just... And then 
you know, one of the subtleties was we three boxed when we interviewed Joe Madden. And yeah. so with that, I told them I wanted them to ask a question, but I just thought it would be funny. So I would say to my producer and talk back, if they have a question, tell them to raise their hand. Just because visually it would look funny. So yeah, it's, right. it's, so it's almost like Joe's having a press conference only – Hey, the third baseman has a question, you know, and Chris raises his hand. Chris, go ahead. And just all that stuff. And then, you know, later Rossi goes to the mound. And I think for fans, it really, they did such a good job of putting people in the dugout so that Rossi goes to the mound and they were like, I know this is a dated reference, but you guys know who the Muppet judges are, Statler and Waldorf. They'd sit in the balcony at the Muppet show and just bitch it. So they're sitting there. Rossi goes to the mound to take somebody out. And it's like, Riz is like, here we go. And, <laughs> and, and KB's like, look at this. And then it's, get some pants that fit. And just going back. And, and it was just, it was, it was everything. I thought it was, what did you guys think? You guys saw some of it. Hey, this is Nico here. Um, for me, it was funny because I actually had no idea going into the game that they were mic'd up. Yeah. So there was a ground ball. I was playing second. It was kind of like soft, but kind of right at me. And Riz just zooms in front. And I was like, what's going on? And then he's talking at the same time. And so for (laughs) me, it was pretty strange. And it's a ball. I don't know if he usually goes for, but, you know, camera was on him. It's definitely his day. So he was making the most of it. And they did a great job. It was was weird. It was weird in the dugout because you, you, they were talking to themselves. Yeah. And so you would be, you didn't want to talk to them or like talk on their mic because they were having a conversation with you guys in the booth. Right. So like before we knew they were mic'd up together, they were actually talking, walking by us, but not talking to us. They were talking to you on the headset. Yeah. And that would, that would freak you out. But it was so good that the guys that weren't playing in the game that day stayed in the clubhouse and watched on ESPN. That's how yeah. good. Wow. That was the first time I've seen anything like that. Yeah, Yeah, I I came in early because I just went out to watch a couple innings, and I came back in, and it was on in the clubhouse, and I stayed to watch and listen because – just hilarious content between that's us. that that's as that's as good a compliment as as we can get, and it's that type of thing where, um, you know, going forward, what I would love is I'd love it if everybody knew and guys, you know, just went up and started talking to them. So like Nico, I I would love it, you know, next year when we do it and Riz goes and takes the ground ball from me, it's like. Oh, you got the mic on, and now you're stealing balls from me, huh? You know what I mean? Just whatever, just stuff yeah, like that. Exactly. But it's that's really cool. Speaking of Rossi, you have any favorite stories with him? Obviously, spent some great time with him yeah. in different baseball settings. Anything that stands out to you? We need the best Rossi. Story. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got a bunch. I get, a, I get a bunch. Um, I get so. I mean, there are a couple. Of, there are a couple of really funny ones. One is, I. I guess, you know, so I, I've known David for a long time. When he was with the Braves, I was a broadcaster. His, I think it was, yeah, it was his last year when you guys won and he'd wear that wristband. And again, you, I, I, I like to ask, you know, kind of the dorky question. So I, I said to him one day, I said, will you show me the wristband? Not so that I can... You know, I'm not going to give away what you guys are going to do to Matt Carpenter, you know, on two and one, but just that the general outline of 
okay, he's got something for each guy, how he likes to start and finish with this guy on the mound, just so that I could give people an idea of what's on there. So he yeah. showed it to me. So when we went to, to work together, I kept saying to him, you got to bring bring the, the wristband up to the booth because more and more guys are wearing it. And I think people would like to see it. And he'd always be like, yeah, 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 absolutely. And then, so we got early into the season and I was working again at Yankee Stadium with uh, Rick Sutcliffe and with Rossi. And uh, and I, I, I asked him, you know, did you bring the wristband? He's like, yeah, I did. So he, he, uh, he's wearing, we, you know, conversation goes in that direction and he's got the wristband on over his dress shirt and he, he takes it off and he and, and I'm like, no, you know, turn it to the camera, just show people what's inside. And he opens up the wristband and inside the wristband, it says less boog, more Sutton Rossi. <laughs> and, like, and I didn't see it coming and I just you know I just deadpan the camera like really <laughs> um the other one I'll, I'll have to give credit to Sut that was really funny was we had an extra inning game Red Sox and the Phillies and at the end of nine Rossi gets up to go to the bathroom and he comes back and we're already on the air so he puts the headset on, they kind of quiet, like he's sneaking back into the booth. And Sut, to his credit, and Sut's not the brightest light in the Christmas tree, <laughs> his credit, sees it, and Rossi puts his headset on. And so this is how it plays out. We're not, we weren't talking about anything. Like, the, you know, it just, the, the, the tent had started. Rossi puts his headset back on, and Sut goes, that's a great point, Boog. What do you think about that, Rossi? <laughs> and he gets look yeah. in his eye, like his eyes bulge out. He looks at me, and I look at him, like, "Well," and, <laughs> and you know, it's like one one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. He realizes we're fucking with him, and he just blurts out, "You guys are like camels. You never go to the bathroom." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Right so, on air. That's, that's yeah, all that live was, on air. That's the best part. And that's all live on air. And I th- and look, if I were to t- yeah. look. If I were to tell you, again, I, I have a lot of nerd to me. I like a lot of the analytics stuff, but I was around so many good baseball people, so I really believe in, in like, the mesh of the two. But, you know, the, look, the numbers are the numbers. But when it gets down to it, I think you guys know me enough. I like to play. And mm. I, I'm playful and fun, and the, the biggest thing is – I'm trying to shrink the gap between what I'm like on the air and what I'm like off the air. So that, and I think that, you know, that's where you start to feel comfortable in your own skin is just the the type of shit that I would make you laugh with um, off the air is exactly the type of stuff that I would do on the air, you know? So like it's, it's, that's what you're, you're trying to be, you're trying, you know, you, they throw the word authentic around, but that's, you know, that's really what I'm, what I'm trying to bring. And if I say something dumb, I'm going to call myself out on it. (laughs) (laughs) Some self-awareness. No doubt. No doubt. I got to ask you, if you could call a game unedited, like say whatever you wanted, it's not on ESPN, you know, it's not, it's not on the network. The HBO game. HBO game. Yeah. Would you do it? 
Oh, it would be so much fun. I mean, I get I get into trouble. It would be, for me, it wouldn't be, like, it wouldn't be as much about, it wouldn't be ragging players. It would be, I mean, I guess there'd be a little bit of ragging players, but not the, this guy's bad. It would just be, you know, uh, yeah, it would be, it would be, you know, John Lester, let's go throw some strikes, you know, like <laughs> more, or like, let's move it along. Come on, you know, just yeah. stuff like that. For, for um, me, like if, if a former player was in the booth yeah. with you, I think it would be hilarious because if, if that dude took a swing at a 45 foot curveball, it'd be like, what was that? Yeah. Like it was awful. Yes. I will tell you this. Look, I was a really, really, really stinky D1 player at William & Mary, and then I transferred to Boston College, and I got cut. And I <laughs> like, I love playing, you know? So, But I'll never forget, I was I was, uh, it was one of the off – I think it was the 98 offseason, and I, we, I would go watch playoff games, and this has always stuck with me. It's a really good line, and you should use this on your – I encourage you to use this on your friends that aren't professional players. But we're sitting there watching a playoff game one night and somebody, uh, and I, it was me and Craig Council, and we're, it was like 98 or 99, and we're watching a game, and at a certain point there's a pitch in the dirt or up out of the zone, and I just bark, what are you swinging at? And he <laughs> turns and looks at me and like really stoically goes, you're seeing the ball really good tonight, huh? <laughs> and I was like, all right, I get you. I hear you. So, yeah, no matter what, if you're in the dugout or watching on TV, the game is just infinitely slower. Yeah. We had we recently had uh, an addition to our coaching staff and he was in the front office for a couple of years before that, and I'd asked him a question like what the difference is, and immediately it was like the game is so much faster in the dugout. Yeah. Like when you're there, you're it, the difference. You can't even put it into words. It's funny. So I do radio and TV, and it, it's accessing different skill sets. So on the radio, my main thing is I have to paint the picture. I have to, you know, I I have to be able to describe. You know, swinging a drive, center field, hat, drop step to his left, racing back, back some more, reaches out, makes the catch. You know, like I got to say everything. That was wonderful. Thanks for that the good play, too. I felt like I was at the game right I now. I made that play in my head and it was awesome. So, uh, but on TV, it can just be that one to center. Oh, that's pretty well hit. And hat makes the catch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, it's yeah. not descriptive. Um, and, and so, it, you know, they, they, they kind of, they access uh, they access different things, but but you know painting the picture and nailing it. The one thing that happens that I say a lot, you know, the, the skill of describing while it's happening, it's challenging. And the thing I say the most that this is my point. I know I'm a long winded gas bag, but the point <laughs> that ties into what you guys are saying is this: baseball as a play by play guy is a sport that's really slow and it can get fast in a hurry where all of a sudden there's 9 million things happening and you have to pick and choose what to describe, what to not describe. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's sure. it, all of a sudden it gets, it gets fast and you're just, 
You just want to be like, oh, they got him in a rundown. And here's Baez chasing him back to third. Brian has it. Fuck. You know, like. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be perfect for the HBO special. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I got to ask you, with the potential for the shortened season this year, we could have some experiments with schedule, with playoffs, um, doubleheaders. What would you like to see from the booth? To change the game, make it more exciting. What what would you would kind of have a blank slate this year? What would you like to see? All right, so there's a lot to get to there. Um, I'm not copping out, but I will tell you that I think it really depends on how many games realistically can we get in. You guys, you you with me on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. So I I'll start with this. I'd like to see them, if if they can really play and feel confident, I'm down even if it's 50 games. I am. Like, I I wouldn't shut it down. I would would give it a shot. But if it's something like 60 or 50, and I know this is hard, but one of my big things is if they play 60 games, then what I think they should do is they should – turn the playoffs into a giant tournament and let all 30 teams in and play like best two out of threes to best three out of fives to four out of sevens and just completely make it something that is creative and different and out of our comfort zone in terms of what we normally see. I I, I think you you just kind of got to, you got to roll with it. And I know, you know, for baseball, that's, that can be challenging, but if, if it's something, you know, 80 or 70 and under, I would advocate for more of a tournament type, you know, setting. And, you know, who knows, maybe the Arizona Diamondbacks win it all. And I'm not saying for every year, but I'm saying for this year, I'm, I'm down with that. So that's yeah. one person's opinion just to make it, um, to make it a little bit different. hundred percent. I got What, what's your thought on seven inning double headers? I'm fine with that. Let like, and I'll tell you guys both games. What's that? Said so you're going to call both games. We'll see. I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. You know, look, I got an agent too. All right, so back up. <laughs> um, no, abs- I'm. I'm totally seven inning games. I'm in on. So like, let, look, let's. I, I haven't had a good conversation like this. So let let's flip this and so in the sport today. So forget about the coronavirus stuff. Here's some of the stuff that I feel passionately about that has to change. And you and I, you guys got to punch me in the face. Like, uh, I'm talking to you, Stanford guy. Um, <laughs> just come at You're me. You're a college guy. But so. Don't take it away from yourself. I got. All right. So th- there are a couple of things. One, if we're playing 162 games, extra innings longer than 12 innings is stupid. Like, No. And I don't even want the runner on second. If we're playing 162 games, there is no point for people to be out there for five hours. It's dumb. I'm I'm not so like that needs to change. The other playing thing, double, playing in Double A last year, the runners runner at second worked really well. We never went longer than 11 innings. Did it? I'll tell you what, it's not fun being a pitcher coming in with a runner. On but you can't give up earned runs a lot of the time. Yeah, but it's still a run, and you try not to give that one up. <laughs> so like that's my <laughs> makes it a lot harder. That's where I struggle with it. So there are two things as far as the runner on. So my thing would be, I know that you, you guys are going to, I'm, I'm a ties after 12 guy. 
It is less than stop it. Stop it. I have the floor. I have the floor. So I, I know that we don't like it. But you don't want to play into perpetuity. How about the guy that gets called up for 17 in a game, throws five innings, and here's your reward to get sent back to AAA. It's stupid, man. And look, less than 2% of the games go longer than 12 innings. Like, you'll be fine doing it by winning percentage. They do it in Japan. They just stop the game. It's fine, man. The thing I don't love about the runner on second is – I'm a stat head so that there's a part of it that it's like, okay, so who do we attribute these runs to? And like, does this guy actually get an RBI? And I, I'm not, I don't need for there to be an outcome. Like you had, if you play 12 innings and you couldn't get it done, like, and in the postseason, I say play it till forever, but I'm just not with it. All right. Push that one aside. I think, I think the only thing, against ties is when it comes down to like deciding playoff teams and it comes down to like a tie that's a tough one for teams to swallow you play 162 games one more fucking games <laughs> but we still hey in in 2018 we played game 163 and that's a wild good. card game should have won more games <laughs> that's a fair 90, point well 95 zombie shit that's fair that's that one's fair yeah you were you won uh, a lot of games um but but i think i think if you do Runner on second. Okay. Give all give the all the offensive stats to the hitter. Don't give up that ERA. Don't give up any to the pitcher. I okay. don't care. I'm a hitter. I just I want the numbers. I don't give. I a get shit. it. I, the only thing that I would say as far as that is that even it, it increases the likely. Then I would I would do it at ten because it it doesn't guarantee that you won't continue playing. You know what I'm saying? You're right. And and so. I just think that the like these games should not be going 13, 14, 15 innings. It's absurd. All right, so there are a couple other things though. For where the sport is right now, the lack of contact. I'm not and and I understand what's happening. Like I I I I understand the way you should swing that if you look at what the the uh, the average okay here's one I have I have it right here cuz I'm a I'm a nerd. Um but if you if you look at what the average of a pulled ground ball for a left-handed hitter, how it has changed. I mean, it's – all right, here we go. Uh, pulled ground ball in 2008 for a left-handed batter, it was 188. In 2019, it was 165. I mean, that's 23 points, man. You can't, and, you can't possibly get a hit on a pulled ground ball as a lefty. You can't. You cannot. So, all right. So anyway, but the, my point is there's too much time between pitches and that in combination with the ball not being in play as much is awful. Hey, these guys are good. They throw hard. Yeah. Well, hey, hey, I'm throwing 100 in the third inning. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down, Sparky. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's harder to hit now. Than ever before. How about this? You ready for this? I'm going to give you guys some numbers. In 2008, first pitch fastball, 64.3% of the time. You know what it was last year? 56.5%. I wonder what it was to the Cubbies, like 35? (laughs) Well, the biggest thing you got, yeah, you guys on 3-2, you got 
like such a high percent of pitches outside the zone and you got so much, so much spin. Anyway, yes, and they throw harder than ever. So you get fewer fastballs and it's harder. So I'm not I'm not beefing about that, but it's a problem. So in my opinion, the way to do it is I think that you have to have like a hyper pitch clock. I think that because I think that'll take away some of the velocity and it'll take away some of the ability to get swing and miss. So every pitch is not going to be able to be max effort if your pitch or or 15, 17. Yeah. Um, And then the other thing I would say is I'm fine with them at least. And and I'm not saying that I've thought this out in a way, like I would want to talk to people, but I, but, but in this direction is the way that I, I think it needs to, the home run derby. I know this is not apples to apples. The home run derby got to a place where it was unwatchable and then they put a clock on it. And then the last few years, it's been amazing because you can't go take, 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 pop up, take, pop up. So it's just the game, the sport has to have a little more like just that it's moving. So it's the combo of less time between more balls in play. And then the other thing I would say is the triple whammy is, You can't have the games go three and a half hours. So I would say I'm fine if they wanted to consider. I'm not – consider cutting games to seven innings or two and a half hours. Like you go watch the NHL and the NBA now. You're in and out in two and a half hours. It's done. Done. Play too many games for the games to be this long. I'm not saying absolutely, but I'm just – I'm throwing these things at you. But I will tell you this. For the sport to survive, in my opinion, that you're gonna ha- you're gonna have to make some adjustments. Let me also say this, and I'm not saying this in a patronizing way. The players today are better than they have ever been. The players today are so fucking good, it's incredible. But because the ball's not in play, the skills they possess aren't on display enough. So the guys that can run, that can throw, that can do so many great things, in my opinion, don't get to show it off enough. And we need to figure out a way subtly to tweak it so that everybody gets to see all the things that these guys can do. I say the pitchers can only throw two pitches. (laughs) I highly disagree with that one. I will refuse. (laughs) Oh, you, Darvish, he can only throw two pitches. Oh, my God. Yeah, good luck with that. Well, he'd still – yeah, well – or how about if you take away two pitches? Then you would like that because he'd still have five, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, okay, that's fine. All right, we're gonna we're gonna hit you with a couple fan questions. Last thing, you bet. So, where is your favorite game um, you've ever called? Can you introduce the guest? Oh, excuse me. Right. This sorry, is we Jeff. didn't introduce our new guest. Yeah, this. Yeah, sorry, I haven't done this before. Um, this is Jeff at Cubs fan. Okay. Um, thanks for joining the podcast. Right. Yeah. yeah thanks, it, Jeff. Jeff. Appreciate it. Um, yeah. It just says, favorite game he's ever called or sport he wishes to call? Oh, okay. Um, I've never called the NBA. I would like to call the NBA. So I'm taking the second question first. Love that. Favorite game that I've ever called, um, I would say probably game six of the 2003 NLCS. And I'm not saying that to stir up Cubs fans, but I was a Marlins broadcaster (laughs) five outs away uh, from the world series. And 
They, uh, the Marlins, uh, thanks to the Bartman play and the, uh, you know, the error by Alex Gonzalez and the Marlins, uh, went bananas that in that eighth inning and ended up, uh, and ended up winning the game. I would say that that was, that was as, uh, as memorable as it gets, but I, I've got, look, the, the one I would say uh, like resume game, I called Roy Halliday's no hitter in the playoffs and there've only been two playoff no hitters in the history of baseball, and I called one of them, so that was pretty special. The last play yeah. of that game by Ruiz was like sneaky, very difficult. Really, with the bat. Yeah. With the bat. He's dealing with the bat. Yep. Uh, all right. This is one more question from the fans. This is from uh, at Anthony Iaposi. Uh, <laughs> oh God! Here Anthony, we go. Thanks for joining the podcast. Appreciate it. Uh, he said. Ask Boog what high school won the 1991 CHSAA New York City Championship. Yeah, that was Monsignor McClancy, and you can't take it away. I think that, <laughs> I think he, he texts me that every once in a while. By the way, I, I, in, I think it's just worth noting, what high school did Dr. Anthony Fauci um, go to? And the answer is Regis High School. That's where I went. So um, the guy – Shout out to St. Regis. The guy, shout out Regis High School, the guy that's going to save us all, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Um, my biggest, you know what I'm trying to do? So I'm in the process of this. I really want to make this happen. I'm trying to to figure out a way to and uh, see if the school makes some like Anthony Fauci, Regis High School basketball t-shirt, jersey, like throwback jammies, and we'll sell them for charity. That would be That'd wonderful. Be awesome. Yeah. We will we will buy four oh, yeah. pairs here at the compound. Big at the compound here at the we'll compound. I think I should should change the name of the podcast too. It is oh it is the compound. It's the compound. Yeah, yeah. I mean oh. obviously you haven't listened to an episode. Yeah, what, hey, you shit. can't. What are we doing? I didn't. Well, yeah, I didn't no, I listened to Schwarber, but I didn't. It's like the, the, the title didn't stick. All right, there we go. Oh yeah, wow, it's the compound. It's been like, one of the biggest compliment we've gotten. Sorry. This is this is what this is what we ask all of our guests to end the show. All right, we we need to know what your screen time was today. A lot of pressure. Oh wait, uh, my on your phone. On, on my your phone. phone. I don't know where to do that. I'm old, you guys. Go to go to settings. All right, I'm serious. Like you guys, I'm turning fifty in two weeks. Like back. <laughs> where all right settings? Go ahead. I, I really don't know how to do this. Go ahead. Short, it's there's where you see notifications, sound, do not yep. disturb. Screen time. screen time. Turn on screen time. I didn't have it on. God oh, damn it. Oh. How is that possible? Schwarber said the same Schwarber thing. Schwarber said the same thing. That's <laughs> going to get cut out. We've been trying to do this. With every oh, guest. that's funnier. We had somebody, what, 14 hours yesterday? Yeah, we got it on Twitter. We had somebody who had an average of like 15, 16, somebody that got like 18 hours in a day. <laughs> All right. Well, if you're going to cut that out, then cut out that I that I whiffed on the name of the podcast. We might have. Well, that's already out. I don't know. That's, that's already out. That's pretty good. That's pretty good content. We're going to have to keep that one. Good content. But it hurt a little bit. I'm sorry. That was John Shambi, aka Boog. Thanks for joining the podcast. That was awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed every single minute of that. Yeah. Obviously, you know, you have to have a personality for TV with when you're calling games, but. It was cool to see, again, that side of them you know, that you obviously don't see all the time ever let's, at all. Let's see if we can make that HBO game call happen. <laughs> That's too, our next challenge after the podcast is setting up an HBO 
broadcast. Shout, HBO, out, no sh- free shout out HBO. No, no free ads. ads. No free ads. Um, so let's do the screen time. Let's hit the screen time. That's what everybody's waiting for. I want to say thank you to all the listeners for tweeting your screen times in. Especially with them 16 hours. We've had some impressive numbers. The one with 16 hours, you're a sicko. Get help. Dakota, why don't you start screen time? Uh, two hours and 41 minutes for me today. Wow. Nico? Four hours, 13 minutes. Shorty? Three hours and 25 minutes. Three hours and 45 minutes for me. I had That's a, just me being in the moment. Quite a bit of screen time. I spent too much time on my phone this morning. Yes, you do. Uh, and we have, we're just going to do one fan question today. We're going to keep it brief. So, Sadie Tenhagen. Yeah. <laughs> at Sadie, Hopefully we got that right. Welcome Sadie, to the show, Sadie. Welcome to the compound. Yeah, at Sadie Tenhagen. Uh, she asks, best prank you guys have ever pulled on a teammate, or what's the best prank that's ever been pulled on you guys? Zach, I think, has the only real good story here. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's a prank, but it's more of revenge. Um, we were on JV baseball, and um, so we obviously, on away games, took the same bus as Varsity. And after the game, Varsity would get picked up first at their field and then come and pick JV up. And before we got picked up, Varsity would go and take all of the uh, JV players' lunch or, you know, after game, whatever you're eating – on the bus before we got on there and you know one day we were obviously pissed and fed up with it and we were joking kind of hypothetically speaking we say yo we like someone should put laxatives in their in their sandwich and just not tell anybody and, and have it happen to somebody and just one sandwich right yeah just one sandwich and we didn't tell them which one, one um, lucky victim yeah and uh Person yeah and you know so we kind of looked at each other we were like oh my god like we're doing that on thursday like we're doing it the next game, and so <laughs> one kid's uh, kid's mom bought it at the store, or whatever, brought it back, and you know we didn't really know the dosage of it, so we kind of put however much, like four times the amount you're supposed to have on it, and so we put we did it, whatever, and obviously so the next game and sandwiches were gone, and we weren't mad, and I think Varsity kind of uh, picked something up, and they were just like, hey, like what's going on? Why are you guys all laughing? And they're like, oh, no reason. Just, just put laxes in one of the sandwiches. And they were like, oh, yeah, good one. And we're like, no. One of you guys, whoever got my sandwich is toast. No, seriously. <laughs> no, seriously. And, and You're uh, done. We got you. Right. We got You're you. Done. Thanks for coming. And we, uh, it happened to be my, my best friend's brother at the time. His, uh, his bowels were moving for about <laughs> a good 24 to 48 hours. And, you know, after that, you know, the varsity coach wasn't even mad. He was like, hey. Don't take their stuff. Well, respect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And after that, I think that was the last of any sandwiches being taken. So, you uh, stick up for yourself. Yeah, had to do it. Exactly. An absolutely wonderful prank. None of us could top that one. Mm-hmm. That's going to be it for the third episode of the Compound Podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Stay safe, stay clean, keep washing your hands. Wash those hands. Done. That is the Compound Podcast coming to you live from the Compound. Yeah, we got it.